Yo guys, it's Flubberdash. Welcome back to The Trainer Lounge After Hours. An episode of The Trainer Lounge where you will hear us talking again about events, news, rumours and every single event and everything that's happening in Pokemon Go right now. So please come and join me and my fiance T as we talk about all of the things happening right now in Pokemon. Thank you for listening. Peace. Yo everyone, welcome to episode 12 of The Trainer Lounge. I am your host, Flubberdash, and we are back for another episode. So a few things I want to say before we start today's episode. I am running today solo. Um, Number one, I'm a day late for the podcast. Uh, We'll get into that in a second. Number two, I'm running solo because my fiancé was very ill on the weekend. Um, started losing her voice and I didn't really want to make it any worse by her doing the podcast so yeah didn't really do anything on the weekend because we were just too focused on relaxing chilling hoping she was okay playing some of the Bidoof events which we will definitely be going into on this episode so yeah uh, Monday podcast which is fun feels a bit weird to be recording on a Monday but I gotta keep on the grind we're on a roll, still haven't missed an episode yet, so let's do this, man. Alright, so I want to start this off with, um, I forgot to mention on the midweek podcast about Tepic Community Day, which was announced. We were too busy talking about the backlash of the bonuses. So, Tepic Community Day, Saturday, June the 3rd, 11am till 5pm. The exclusive move will be Blast Burn. The story ticket that you can buy normally for 79p, like a dollar. Um, yeah, that's called Roasted Berries. And the bonus for this community day will be three times uh, Stardust. So I feel like the Stardust will be the main reason a lot of people play these events. I can't really see a lot of people being too excited for Tepig. Probably one of the weakest... Uh, um, starters out of the bunch design wise and power wise so kind of an unfortunate event it was going to happen eventually though uh, as we've already had Snivy in my personal opinion Gen 5 does have the weakest starters I'm probably going to get hate bombs saying that but looking at all of the gens Gen 5s are arguably the weakest starter wise anyway not uh, generation wise but yeah so there's not really too much to get into Tepic um Emball's not really used. Emball does have a nice shiny though. I- I'll say that much. Emball's got a very nice shiny, um, which is again more than what we've had on the most recent come days. Uh, last one was Gibble. Absolutely love Gibble shiny, but Garchomp's is to be desired. But yeah, so uh, Emball's not that useful. It will not be up there as one of the best fire types in the game. Uh, f- fire types, uh, sorry, fighting types, definitely not one of the best in the game. So, um, yeah, quite a weak Pokemon. Don't think it'll be useful in PvP either. Could be wrong. Somebody may find a use for it. Um, but whatever Emball can do, Blaziken can probably do better. And Blaziken also has a Mega. So, yeah, um, that's unfortunate for Emball, but it is what it is. Anyway, the Bidoof event. All right, so for those that know me, know that I've been very excited about this event. Um, have I yet got a shiny Bidoof? 
And the answer for that is no. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, so let's get into this one. So I've been playing the life out of this game the past three days. I think the event started Friday, right? Was that the, Yeah, Friday the 25th. Um, me and my fiance was uptown playing for about six hours, seven hours. So the first two days where it was two times XP, there wasn't that many Bidoof spawns. They were spawning, but it, it was quite like, um, it was occasional, you know? It, it wasn't really, it didn't feel like it was boosted. It just felt like Bidoof's normal rate. So right now we're on the second lot of two days, which is, I think, 27th to 28th, no, sorry, um, yeah, 27th to 28th, which is three times XP, and then Tuesday and Wednesday will be the 29th to the 30th, which will be four times XP, the biggest XP bonus Pokemon Go has ever had since the Verizon event, I believe, yeah, and that was exclusive to America anyway, so most of the world didn't even get that. So, um, yeah, going into this whole Bidoof event, I've had a lot of fun with it right now. Um, but I'm not too sure where the quest is. Apparently, as the event happens, the Bidoof spawns will begin to ramp up. So right now, these past two days, the spawns have been fairly average. The first two days, again, they were normal. It felt like they wasn't boosted. The last two, ba the last two days, they are definitely more boosted. You can definitely tell that they are in the event. Um, and tomorrow and Wednesday, I want to say, will be 80% Bidoof. Kind of like a community day, where everything will just be Bidoof, apart from the occasional odd Pokemon, right? So, yeah. Um, really excited for tomorrow and Wednesday. I will be playing so much of this event. I still haven't got a Shiny. A lot of people in my community do have a Shiny. And unfortunately, I don't have one yet, which is really unfortunate. So, yeah, man, um, definitely going to be uh, grinding hard with that. I have low, I've got uh, 9,000 Bidoof candy now, which is fun. Um, somebody in the community doesn't think I'll be able to get to 3,000 catches by the end of this event. I'm on currently 2,000, I think actually just under 2,000. So I still need to catch 1,000 Bidoofs. Can I do that in two days? Probably not, but we'll see. Um, one of the data miners, uh, the Pokeminers on Twitter... They have found a Bidoof Cup <laughs> for Pokemon Go PvP, which, uh, yeah, the bread's in the name, pretty much a Bidoof Cup. The only Pokemon that will be in it will be Bidoof. So the best Pokemon you can choose is Bidoof. The worst Pokemon you can choose is Bidoof. And I've probably said Bidoof more times this episode than anything. So, yeah, um... This, this is going to be a fun event. I'm going to be doing loads of Bidoof Cups. Listen, I'm the Bidoof Master and no one beating me. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm going for it, man. I'm going to try my hardest for this cup. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Listen, it's just going to be a bit of banter playing. Um, looking forward to that. So, talking of um, PvP, I don't think I wrote this down, but I might as well go into it now before I forget. I have been playing Ultra League. So, for those that know me on Pokemon Go, I like Great League more than anything. Um, I mainly play Great League, and I think that's that's for a lot of people too. Now, I used to play a lot of Ultra League too, but the problem with Ultra League now is ever since the level 50 update, most of the Pokemon in Ultra League are XL Pokemon, and I just don't really have an abundance of XL Pokemon. 
So I, I've been walking Badoo for the past like three, four years, but now, well, would it be three years, Gen 4? Gen, yeah, probably three years, right? So I've been walking Badoo for the past like two-ish years, three-ish years, and for the one of the first times ever, I've kind of swapped buddies to um, St Galarian Stunfisk, as I want to make myself an Ultra League Galarian Stunfisk. But somebody in my community gave me um, some Pokemon that are quite cheap options that I can use, including uh, Surfetched, which has got Counter, Leaf Blade, I think Foul Play or Dark Pulse, one of the two. But yeah, I've, I've been having a lot of success with Surfetched, Articuno, and Obstagoon, I believe. Yeah, I've been running them free. I've been thinking of switching out Obstagoon, though. As Surfetch pretty much does that job. So, I'm going to have a little mess about with that. I've got, like, more wins than losses. But every set, I either get two win, uh, two losses or one loss. So, I've been having a lot of success with um, this team. And I've been having a lot of fun. Uh, early on, I ran into a lot of Togekiss. Which was not fun. I was not having fun combating that. So, yeah, I, I had a lot of trouble with that. As two of my team members are weak. So now I've added in, um, I have added in Articuno to cover the Toge Kiss. Uh, another Pokemon I'm seeing a lot is Charizard. Again, that can be a little bit of a problem, but I tend, I haven't actually lost yet against someone with Charizard, but of course, having Articuno, it can be problematic. So the team's okay right now, the composition. I think I'm on ranked 18, I believe. So um, it's more like a 50 50 right now on Ultra League. I'm having fun though. I'm actually enjoying it. Um, I'm I'm like so far off getting the platinum medal. I'm on gold, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, I still don't think I'll be playing Master League. That's probably going to be a complete miss for me. We'll see, to be honest, as that is literally the best of the best. So I'm just not up there really for Master League. So I don't think I'll be participating. Um, coming soon is the Elemental Cup. I did speak about that on a previous podcast. I think that was episode eight. I mean, you can go back and check. But yeah, the Elemental part, uh, uh, Elemental Cup's coming up soon. Um, just check Niantic's Twitter for that day. I did not write it down, so apologies. But that is happening very soon. Right. Uh, so, this week, there's been um, an update to Pokemon Go. Um, the game does run a bit better, in my opinion. Some people say it don't, but I've not really run into many problems. Um, there's an update on the visuals for raids. So um, raids and gyms now look completely different. In my opinion, they look very nice. I really do like the new aesthetic for the raids and the gyms. Um, definitely a really nice upgrade to what we previously had. And as a bonus to the raids, um, after the end of each raid, if you win the raid, there will be a bonus leaderboard screen which shows little achievements for different people in the raid. So, for example, if you got the final hit on the on the Pokemon, you would come up in a nice little graphic visual that says um, final hit. Whoever's got the best dress sense, which, again, such a weird achievement, but whatever. Um, that's a thing. The person who's lasted the longest without fainting, I think that's an achievement. Um, someone who's joined the raid from the furthest away that's an achievement so it's a pretty cool feature again they've also added a medal with this so again another incentive to get people to raid it's nice um but pretty generic um 
it doesn't really, I don't know, uh, it seems quite weird at the moment. Apparently, if all your Pokemon, so let's say uh, one of the achievements is whoever caused the most damage, right? The hardest hitter. Now, let's say you, um, all your Pokemon faint in the raid, right? You may have caused the most damage, but as soon as you faint, your damage DPS gets reset to zero. So, those who would outlast you, they may not have caused as much damage. Because they outlasted you, their PvP did not, uh, sorry, their um, DPS did not reset. So, they would get the achievement for Hardest Hitter and not you. So, Niantic definitely do need to fix that. That's a bug. Um, unfortunately, this uh, incentivizes people to go in with Pokemon that tend to survive a lot longer instead of DPS, which is really annoying. Um, so yeah, I, wish, I hope Niantic sort that out, because I'm not the biggest fan of that. But, uh, yeah, there's also like a nice little visual when the raid starts, like a badge with your team's colour. Um, I think that's really dope. But yeah, I quite like this new upgrade. It adds a lot to the game. I think, um, it's just nice, it's really nice to do. So, yeah, um, new raid feature and everything else with that. Okay, little reminder in the podcast, um... The Pokemon anime, Pokemon the Journey, I think, no, sorry, Pokemon Journeys, right? The newest anime with Ash and Go that will be debuting on Netflix UK either the 6th of July or the 7th of July, one of them two days. I think it's the 6th. I believe it's the 6th. But yeah, um, really good anime. I've already watched pretty much 34 episodes, I believe. Um, Because it's also on Pokemon TV. But for those who've got Netflix and, again, you've got kids or whatnot. Or maybe you just want to watch it because you're a nerd like me. Then you can check that out in July. Don't know why we've waited this long to have it, to be honest. But it is what it is. So definitely check that out. And hopefully they'll be adding all the new episodes. And when they drop onto Netflix. um, It would definitely be appreciated if that could happen. So... Uh, Pokemon card 25th anniversary. That's a thing that's happening. Um, these cards... I'm going to shut my window because all I can hear is a bird. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, it's a Pokemon card 25th anniversary. These cards look fantastic. Um, my fiance did want to speak about this. She's a bit gutted because of her voice that she couldn't. Um, these cards look absolutely unreal, especially the Japanese versions, man. Oh my god, the Japanese cards look brutal. Oh, they look so nice. They look so, so nice. There's something about the Japanese font on the cards that just makes it look beautiful. I definitely want to collect some Japanese cards when um, Comic-Con opens back up. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that. There's some just old school cards being um, reprinted um, for this set sort of like when pokemon generations came out for the 20th anniversary when they did uh, reprints for them i think it was was it the three starters from kanto that got reprints i'm not too sure i'm pretty sure charizard did right but yeah so um these new cards are absolutely amazing they're on cerebee you can pretty much find them everywhere i don't know when they're being sold though i need to have a look into that again me and Wanty will be talking about this on wednesday um, but yeah, so more to be said about that in the future, but take a look, they are absolutely beautiful, I would def, I'm not really a TCG player, um, I used to collect the cards quite a lot, but because of how expensive they are, I tend not to collect them anymore, 
yeah man they look so cool i'm definitely going to be buying myself some 25th anniversary cards they look they just look beautiful and there's going to be some really rare pokemon cards speaking of pokemon cards this week i bought myself three really cool bidoof pokemon cards i think from is it magic roundhouse i can't think of what the website's called but only cost me about three pounds so that was the thing all right moving on so we are definitely burning through this episode which is nice i don't want to waste too many people's time okay um every legendary in raids for GoFest. so in GoFest again there will be an episode with me and t where the episode will be about GoFest. i want to make that a special i don't necessarily want to go into it too much because GoFest isn't happening just yet anyway Things like two weeks away, so maybe next weekend will be the, the special episode. But every single legendary that's ever been in Pokemon Go will be at GoFest um, in raids. So good luck trying to raid for what you would like, because it seems like it's just going to be a cluster mess. Like, the, um, yeah, it's going to be weird. I don't know how they're going to work it. I, I think um, in the certain hours, so for example, the lava hour will be where a lot of ground and fire type and rock types will be spawning for the water hour you know your kyoga look just different pokemon really lugia whatnot um the full list is online somewhere again when it comes to the go fest podcast what we'll be talking about uh with me and t we will definitely be going into all of this so again you will be hearing about all of this on a future episode more in depth more in detail I just wanted to throw that out there that every single legendary that's ever been in Pokemon Go will be at GoFest in raids. And the tickets, you know, fairly cheap this year. It's like, what, $10 cheaper, £10 cheaper. So, um, yeah. All right, I think I want to I wanna bring up, um, this is a topic that I'd like to talk about. So, on Wednesday's episode, well, Thursday's episode, sorry, me and Onesie talked about the recent update that Niantic had announced about them taking away... <coughs> sorry, I think my voice is going. Um, them taking away distances from Pokemon stops. Sorry, taking away the spin distance from Pokestops and gyms. And, a lot, and obviously, it's a massive backlash right now in the community. They haven't addressed nothing about it. They're just kind of hiding away from it. But we'll see what happens. But um, I think that wasn't really fair on my part that I've said was, you know, I, I was very um, critical on Pokemon Go and Niantic without really suggesting a fix, right? Now, the obvious fix would be don't uh, limit the spin distance. Keep it at what it is. Don't take it away. And, of course, but a lot of people will say, oh, but it incentivizes walking. Um, what else could they do that makes people want to go out? So I've wrote some things down that could possibly... Um, get people out of the house more right so have every kilometer you earn experience so for one kilometer you earn 500 xp again if you were to walk 10 kilometers in a day you would earn 5000 xp every five kilometers you earn 2000 stardust i think that would get people out walking um just certain things like that really i think are a good incentive to get people out of the house i can't really Again, taking away the spin distance just isn't a thing that they should be doing. Again, there's too many issues with uh, people who are disabled. Um, again, a lot of the world is still in a mess, which they did. They did come out and say they're not 
you know, it's a case-by-case basis. But, you know, just don't take it away, man. There's no need for it. Again, there's other things you can do, like introduce bottle caps, right? Now, for those who are listening who are Pokemon Go players and don't really touch the main series, bottle caps um, are what you would give to your Pokemon to change its EVs and IVs. So in Pokemon Go, there's only an IV. Um, there's not really EVs. So for those who don't know what EV and IV is, um, so EV is not the Pokemon that evolves into Espeon and Umbreon. And EV means effort value. And IV means individual value. So your effort value, let's say in the main series, you defeat a Zubat, right? You've got a Charizard. You use Flamethrower on a Zubat. You defeat that Zubat. You would get one speed EV from that Zubat. If you get four speed EVs, that will turn into one plus in your speed. So you may see where this is going. Um, There's a certain cap on EV points you can have in one stat. So for example, in speed, well, all of them have the same um, cap. But in all the stats, they can all have 252, right? But, But one individual Pokemon can only have two stats maxed and there'd be like i think four evs left over so for example if you were to run pikachu for whatever reason on the main series you would want to give it um as much speed as you can so you would put 252 speed evs into speed which again's like killing 400 zubats but there's ways to increase the evs gained and uh, if you know, and you'd also want to increase its special attack, uh, so you would defeat a Pokemon that would give special attack EVs. Now, IVs, on the other hand, is an individual value that a Pokemon is born with. So, effort values your Pokemon can get by defeating Pokemon, right? So, the more Pokemon you defeat um, of that specific species, the more EVs you get for that specific Pokemon. If you defeat a Machoke, Machamp, Machop, you get attack EV. So, again, um, for those who don't play the main series, it seems like a very complicated thing. And game and me and Wansi have spoke about this and how complicated it can be. So, understandable if it is. Excuse me. But I want to talk about IVs. Um, individual value for those who don't know what IV means. Because a lot of people in Pokemon Go talk about IVs, but still don't know what an IV is. So, an IV is what a Pokemon is born with. So, in the main series, um, there are six stats, right? Excuse me. There's um, there's HP, attack, defense, special attack, special defense, and speed. Seven different stats. Now, um, an IV goes from 0 to 31. Now, 31 being max... So, if all of your Pokemon had 31 IVs in all of its stats, it would be a perfect Pokemon, essentially, right? It would have perfect stats. Um, And a lot of people will achieve this in the main series by breeding. But in Pokemon Go, um, it doesn't work like... There's not six stats, I believe. Sorry, I had a little pause then. Um, I didn't mean to do that. Let me just see if I can have a look at these stats right now for pokemon go let me just load up pokemon go now and um yeah we'll have a little look at this while it is loading bear with me guys sorry about this okay so pokemon go has loaded right 
So the IVs in Pokemon Go, however, are when my game decides to load. Right, let's go with this Magnemite. So the IVs in Pokemon are attack, defense, HP. Right, that's the IVs in Pokemon Go. Now, you have three different bars in each stat. And um, basically, so for example, every time you catch a Pokemon, you would appraise its stats. And for those who play Pokemon Go, already know this, but I'm just, I'm trying to explain um, the gimmick of IVs and what I'm about to go into my next point. So you would appraise your Pokemon. If it has full, um, full IVs in attack speed, um, attack HP and defense. Attack defense and HP, it would be known as a hundo, right? A hundred percent Pokemon. Otherwise, in the main series, as a perfect Pokemon, because it has full IVs. Um, if it's like one-off perfect, it's like a 98%. So that's why you'll see people brand at their Pokemon. Um, Pokemon from raids tend to have high IVs. They tend to be past 10. I think they have at least a value of 10. In Pokemon Go, the IV value is 15, right? So HP, attack, and defense can all go to a value of 15 each. Um, 15 being the max cap. So if you do have a Pokemon that has all 15 stats, so attack, defense, HP, then that Pokemon would be a hundo. Now, where am I going with this and why, why am I dragging this on? Apologies for those who think I am. So in the main series, there's a thing called bottle caps, right? And this allows you to make your not-so-good IV and change it for the better. So in the main series, let's say you're breeding a Pokemon for competitive play, right? Or let's say you're breeding a Inteleon. Which, for those who have never played Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's Generation 8. And it's an extremely fast Pokemon. And when you would play this Pokemon, you would play it as a special attacker. So, and uh, again, as a speed Pokemon. So, you would up its speed and you would up its um, special attack. So, when you breed a Pokemon, you can check what its best stats are. Now, sometimes, on, uh, what, what I tend to do is I breed for shiny Pokemon. And sometimes, unfortunately, when that shiny Pokemon is born, it won't have the best stats that I want it to have. So the ideal stats that I'd be looking for are for it to have at least... I mean, ideally, it'd be five IVs, um, HP, defense, special attack, special defense speed, because I don't need the attack. I wouldn't be using attack. I would only be using special attack. So, ideally, I would want it to have five perfect IVs, making it perfect for competitive. Now, there is the circumstance where a shiny will hatch, and it won't have the best IVs. So, at that point, you can earn an item called Bottle Caps, and um, you can increase the IVs of that Pokemon to perfect, right? So, imagine if Pokemon Go... Now, a lot of people, again, who play Pokemon Go, who don't know what this item is, a Bottle Cap will increase a Pokemon's IV stats to perfect, right? Again, you would pick what stat you would want. But I could imagine this being an extremely lucrative item for Niantic, and I'm not trying to give them ideas, but again, this could be an incentive. Let's say you got one bottle cap for walking 50 kilometers. Here's what you could do, right? Have a kilometer distance of 75 kilometers or 100 kilometers where you earn one bottle cap, right? Now, for a lot of people say that's not enough. Don't forget, you a bottle cap could turn your 95% Pokemon to a hundo. 
So I really think an introduction of battle caps to the game would have would add a huge dynamic to potential. Um, they would mostly be used for Master League Pokemon, really, because Hondos are what you want in Master League, so you can get the high CP value. So personally, um, I think battle caps would be ideal to have Niantic have an incentive for people to walk. I think if they were to introduce battle caps to the um well 50 kilometers or if they made like a new tier which i think they should they could have the battle caps as a reward right so that's what i personally think add new tiers add a tier for walking 75 kilometers have a tier for walking 100 kilometers like make the rewards even better for higher walking kilometers like there's way there's things you can do to get people out and walking that you don't need to take away from the game don't do what Game Freak does. Don't take away features and then put them back in to try and make people happy. Because, again, they won't be happy about you having this feature back in just for a bonus. They will question why it's not in the game to begin with. Um, yeah, so, again, I just think Bottle Caps would be a fantastic addition to Pokemon Go. We have Elite TMs, right? Which gives us exclusive moves on our Pokemon. A lot of people would argue before an Elite TM saying, oh, it takes away from community days and, oh, they wouldn't have an Elite TM or they wouldn't have a special TM because it would take away the value of these community day Pokemon. But they still added it in, right? They're really hard to get. They're a really lucrative item, but they still added it in. So I just think, listen, Battle Caps would be amazing. Um, maybe you've got a special Pokemon that, it's not perfect IVs, but with a bottle cap, you could turn it to perfect. I've got um, my Bidoof that I walk, right? I would actually use my, my bottle cap to turn that Bidoof to a hundo. I just think it adds a lot of opportunity to the game. Again, make the, make the item extremely rare, so you can't just turn all your Pokemon to hundos. And I think... You have a winner on your hands. I really think that's a, a brilliant idea. I will be talking more about this with Wanzi, um, to have his opinion. But yeah, that that's my personal um, that's my personal opinion on what you should add of them items. A few more things I said was different region leagues in PvP. So we've had a Kanto Cup at the moment. We've already had a Kanto Cup in PvP. I believe it was Great League. But where's the Johto Cup, the Hoenn Cup, the Sinnoh Cup? The Unova Cup, um, the Kalos Cup, right? Where are the cups for these leagues? Kanto is always celebrated, but how fantastic would it be to have a Johto League? All right, yeah, maybe a Zoomeril would be on every team, but it gives a lot of opportunity for Pokemon that are not used. Have more like have more options in PvP, so don't just have Great League and a Great League Cup where there's no legendaries, like. Well, I think that's Ultra League, sorry. But have more cup ideas. Have, like, um, multiple cups going on at the same time to give people um, a variety of choice. If people don't like Master League, then have some cups for other people to use. Like, a, right, right now, it's a summer cup, right? So have a summer cup where fire Pokemon, um, grass Pokemon, water, well, that's already happening with the elemental, but... Have like a summer themed Pokemon Cup where Pokemon who are from the summer theme can... Do you know what I mean? Just have more options for PvP players. Not just the typical leagues because they can be stale. 
and the meta is getting very bad in them leagues as more players who have XL Pokemon are just dominating the league. So, yeah. And one more thing, I think, to me, this would be the biggest thing Pokemon Go could add, aside from Bottle Caps. Would, I've said Bottle Caps so many times this episode. Um, I think something I'd love to see would be leaderboards, right? Now, you can opt out of having your player. Um, so, okay, let's go into this. So, for me, I would love, I would love to see a leaderboard section in Pokemon Go, right? So, one of my favourite things to do is catches um, in Pokemon. I like to increase my catches. This week, I got to 70,000 catches. And I would just like a PV, uh, uh, PvP, sorry. I would like a leaderboard section where I could compare against my friends. See who's caught more than me. See who's caught most in that week. See who's walked the most in that week. Um... I, I suppose see who's done the most raids again that's more pay to win than anything but you know things like that who's aren't the most xp who's aren't the most stardust who's won the most pvp battles have different leaderboards for different players who love different things who's hatched the most eggs like who's evolved the most pokemon there's just that it just adds a new element to pokemon go and of course spoofers would probably dominate the leaderboards but I mean, spoofers dominate everything anyway because they're cheating. They've got the best option to do everything in the game. So I don't think that's a reason not to have it just because of spoofers. Again, like, in that case, you might as well not have anything in the game because they're still going to dominate regardless. So, until they get banned. So, yeah, man, I think leaderboards would be a fantastic addition to Pokemon Go. I really do. I, I can't see personally... Of, of why it isn't already in there. I think it would be brilliant. Right? I know we've got the little leaderboards in the raids. But an actual leaderboard would be so cool. Like to compare against your friends. Again, who's defeated the most rocket grunts? You know what I mean? There's, there's just there's so much like um, such an opportunity. Like there's a lot of people in my uh, right now in my community who are very competitive. Like, you could have raid leaderboards. You could have a Pokemon and see who's defeated that Pokemon the quickest. I know someone specifically in my community who would love that update. I just think there's there's more of an argument to have a leaderboard than not have one. Um, now, some people will say, oh, but what about if your stats are not that good and you're worried about people to see? Just opt out, right? Have an option to opt out of the leaderboard. So if you don't want to see... You know, if you if you want to see other people's leaderboards, make it so you have to up into you have you have to up in right. You have to join the system, essentially. So if I want to see who's on the leaderboard, I would I would have to opt in to join in up to the leaderboard and see what happens for the week, and then other people can see me. But if you're not interested in it, just opt out of it. Just say you know what I mean. You don't want to do it. Just a check mark in the settings. Just have leaderboard and then have a tick. If you've ticked it, it means that you'll be in the leaderboard and you can see the leaderboard. Or And if you haven't ticked it, then you're not in the leaderboard, you know? Or just have it so uh, there's a check mark so people can't see you in the leaderboard, but you can see other people. Look, there's a lot of options. Um, not to go on a tangent, and I apologise that I have. I think the IVs and EVs went off a little bit right there. And If you're still here listening, thank you. <laughs> um but yeah, so just a section what on something I, just for Niantic, like there's some options for you. Do you know what I mean? There's 
a lot of things you can add to Pokemon Go to make the game much better without taking away from what a lot of players love. You don't need to take away features to try and add them back in as bonuses. Like, don't do that. Like, it, it, I don't know. <laughs> it just leads a bad taste in my mouth, personally. All right. Um, a few little uh, anniversaries. So, on Friday, Battle Revolution turned 14 years old. Um, Battle Revolution, fantastic game. Me and Wanty spoke about the idea of there being a new stadium. Um, not announced or anything, but an idea of how it could work. And I think I persuaded him in how that could work. And yeah, so a, a Battle Revolution um, game to come to Switch, I would absolutely love, or a stadium game. But Battle Revolution had so much fun battling on that game. Um, I never had Wi-Fi at the time, so I did like a lot of computer battles, but I was always dominating. I had so much fun on um, that game. And truthfully, Battle Revolution's got better animations than most of Game Freak's games currently. I hate to throw shade, but that's just truthful. Um, Pokemon Cafe Mix turns one years old. Um, it turned one years old on Wednesday, actually, last Wednesday. So the 23rd of June. Um, I've played a little bit of Cafe Mix. Cafe Mix is quite a good game. Not really my style of game. I don't care too much for it. But I can see why it's popular, um, and I hope it still has a, a successful lifespan. Um, I think it fills a hole. I was going to say it fills a hole for those who played Trope, or is it is it Troze, or whatever it's called? Um, Pokemon Link, or whatever that game was called. But I suppose it's a it's different, right? It's more like a Candy Crush type of game. But um, yeah, I find it quite fun. It's quite a decent game. I haven't played it in months, honestly. It's not for me, really. But... Um, yeah all right y'all we're on the final topic thank you for sticking with me on this one man it's been um it's been a bit of a it's sometimes to do it on my own i can ramble a lot and apologies it's just when there's a second person i can bounce off them a lot easier whereas on my own i need to um convey my thoughts a lot more clearly but i want to talk about pokemon unite so for those that didn't know um and missed out there was a beta in Japan. Now, although the beta was Japanese, there was a way you could play it if you lived in a different country. So, for example, me in the United Kingdom. You would have to make a Japanese account, add that to the Switch, and then go to the Japanese eShop and then download it. And then you could play the beta on your English version. The beta would still be Japanese, but you could still play it on your English account. Um... So yeah, I played the beta. Um, the Japanese was a bit of an issue at first, but once I learned the how to play the game, it wasn't too bad. To be fair, um, again, a lot of the moves and effect of the moves, I had no idea what to do because I could not read Japanese. So that was a bit of an issue, but I had so much fun. Um, Pokemon Unite is such a fun game, and I cannot wait for it to come out in July. I really think this game will be popular. On Twitch, there was like 10,000 people viewing um, Pokemon Unite on the first two days of the beta. So I could only imagine how much people would be viewing it when it's out everywhere, right? Um, I think this game really is going to be a phenomenon. I really do. I could be wrong. But I think this game would be one of the most popular Pokemon games to play. I would definitely be playing it. So, yeah. Um... Pokemon Unite. Now, the next thing I want to go into, because I think it's I think it's important to talk about. So, 
with Pokemon Unite, I have a Discord, right? Where a lot of people in my Discord will be playing the game. Now, I've made a section in the Discord, the Trainer Lounge Discord, where there's a Pokemon Unite section, so you can place your Nintendo Switch number, you can speak to people on there. Um, we're going to be grouping up with a lot of people together when the game drops. I'm trying to get more people in the Discord for it. So right now, the Discord's um, going through a revival phase after I kind of left it for dead for months. But since I've rebooted the Trainer Lounge and the brand and I've brought everything back together... Um, sorry, I've been rebuilding um, the Discord. So, we are doing a Pokemon Unite section. I've already made it. It's already there. You, again, you can post your Switch code if you want to add people and play with people. There are five voice chats for people to play in. Um, we'll go more into Unite uh, when, it's, when it gets announced. I think me and Wanzi will talk about that and me and T. Um, all of us are going to be playing it, definitely. The game is so fun and we're going to be definitely having Unite Nights on the Discord and I think it's going to be really good actually for the Discord and for everyone. This game's really fun. A lot of people who I speak to have yet to play it but they've asked me what are my opinions of it and um, it's really good, really, really good. Anyway, um, about the Discord, so every week I host shiny giveaways. Now some people would prefer to hunt their own shinies instead of getting them off people, which is fine. You do you. But there's some people who don't really have the, um, not attention span, but don't have the patience to shiny hunt as it can be quite a tedious long process. And for some people, it's just not enjoyable. So I completely understand that. So I host shiny giveaways every week. Um, two weeks ago, it was Gibble, where there was five winners and each one of them, each one of them got a shiny gibble that I caught in Pokemon Go. The week after that, it was a shiny Swablu. Um, five people won a shiny Swablu. And this week, it is shiny Magma. So, um, a lot of people have already entered this, actually. I believe more people have entered this giveaway than they did Swablu. There was only five people who entered the Swablu giveaway. So, all of them people who entered automatically won. We're doing giveaways every single week on the Trainer Lounge right now, on the Trainer Lounge Discord. So yeah, man, come and join the Discord if you just want to take part in giveaways or take part of Pokemon Unite, maybe some Dynamax Adventures, take part in Pokemon Go Raids. Listen, it's all happening on the Discord. Um, we still need to get more people in though before we do Pokemon Go Raids, but we're building up, man. We're building up, we're doing things. Um, definitely come check out the Discord. All of the uh, links for the podcast will be below in the description. You can find everything on Twitter um, at the Trainer Lounge or just, sorry, at Trainer Lounge. And all of my social media links will be in the link tree for there. You can also find the link tree in the, in the description of this podcast, wherever you're watching. So, yeah, um, there'll be a link to my social media onesie social media t has yet to do her stuff there's more announcements of what t wants to do though so that's going to be fun um but yeah you can get a link to all that uh different youtubes once does youtube content i don't really bother with youtube myself but it's still there for people who want to check out my music and whatnot um yeah so Again, our website's also on the link tree. So, if you are interested in everything Pokemon, of course, and you would like to get into touch with me, you can find out how on the website. 
um, com, and you can find out how to appear on the website. Don't feel nervous to send me an email. I, I want to feature as many people as I can on the podcast. It would actually be a great help to me if you could send an email. It could be anything Pokemon, anything at all. Just send me. And um, again, as long as it's not anything ridiculous, I would definitely feature on an episode. Right. I actually managed to stretch this out further than I thought I would. Not that I tried to, but I thought this would be much shorter than it was. So, um, kind of crazy how I got 45 minutes on my own. Mad. Alright, guys. Like I said, all socials below. I hope you've enjoyed this solo episode of me, Flobberdash. Um, Training Lounge episode 12. Episode 13 will be in a few days with me and Wanzi. You can look out for that. And then let's hope that my fiance. My sweetheart is better for the weekend, so me and her can talk about some Pokemon goodness, man. But listen, we're going nowhere. Apologies for the late podcast again. Things do come up, but I'm trying to be um trying to be on the ball with this, right? I still need to work on the website. At the moment, I'm doing a lot of stuff, man. I'm kind of balancing it all on my shoulders, and I don't want to crash and burn. So I've put the website on a hold for a little bit. But again, you can still find out how to get in touch with me on the website. That won't be changing. So, that's been me, Flubberdash. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Lounge. If you did listen to the whole episode and you did enjoy, please give us a follow over on Twitter, at Trainer Lounge. Maybe give me a tweet. Let me know what you thought of the um, podcast. I'd like all forms of feedback. Um, I'm open for improvement. And in the future, we'll be definitely be getting a new microphone. And the podcast will be hopefully becoming a lot more professional. So the future's looking good, man. Again, this has been your host, Flubberdash. The Trainer Lounge, After Hours, Episode 12. I hope you have a good day. Peace. Yo, guys, it's Flubberdash. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Trainer Lounge After Hours. I hope you enjoyed all the topics that me and T had to speak about today. And again, if there's anything you would like to recommend to us, you want to get in touch with us at any point, all of the information will be below wherever you are listening to and you can find everything else on our Twitter and our website. Again, all of that will be below and thank you for listening. Have a good day. Peace.